Saturday Friends Club. Hello, club friends. It's time for the Saturday Friends Club. Club it. And palindromes. Yes. <laughs> Palin- God, what is a palindrome again? The same way forward as it is backwards. Oh. oh. That's that's neat. That's a, that's <laughs> and, hardly re- and hardly relevant. That is <laughs> a word of the Saturday day. Friends Club. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Saturday Words Club, where you knew a new word. Tonight's word is reciprocity. Oh, boy. <laughs> Spell it. Oh, boy. R-E-C-R-I-P-O-C-I-T-Y. Use we'll it. take your word for it. Use it in a sentence. This was a reciprocal exchange. No. <laughs> Still don't entirely know what that means. Uh, okay. So, no, no, no. You're good. You're uh, good. Fine, All right. Uh, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. I'm Josh. I'm Eric over here. Mine. Uh, might as well let people introduce themselves. And so we're, we're getting ready for the spelling bee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are. Uh, this is uh, the new Saturday Friends Club spelling bee <laughs> championship a, team. I am already out. I can barely pronounce people's names, let alone. Because <laughs> he doesn't know words. <laughs> it's okay, Josh. I've been recording podcasts for years without actually knowing the English language. <laughs> you just been, like, you <laughs> imposter. You've, been, you've just learned everything phonetically. <laughs> Little known fact, I am actually an alien. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, we are the Saturday Friends Club. We talk about stuff that we've seen before and find out if it's still good now. Yeah, we're we're like really now deep into our like is you know, in in all capitals. Is it still good? Yes. The well, answer to that question sometimes. Yes. Well, the benefit is that the fact that everybody is looking for new content like this all the time, and especially when people from large podcast network turn out to be real big creeps, you can always just sneak into some new niche. Oh, boy. Hi, Nerdist. How are you? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Are you looking for new shows? Maybe we could interest you. None of us are creeps, as far as I'm aware. As far as you know. (laughs) No, it's like, I I only barely knew kind of the Nerdist. I've only listened to a little bit of it, but... And then I read about that and like, oh, whoa, okay. I definitely had listened to it in the past and I was like, this is fine. I th- I definitely was of the camp of just like, Chris Hardwick sounds like he's trying too hard. And t- turns out he tries too hard on people too. Yeah. Oh, oh. So uh, anyway, better news. Let's talk about Scott Pilgrim. Woo! That's my... Scott I, I, Pilgrim versus, mine world. versus the world. Is- Scott Pilgrim's going to fight that world. Versus yeah. good movie making. Take this it. Is- Top tier movie making. This is this mm. is the great movie of the three movies that we are covering in the span. This is the highest rated movie of sure. the three of them. Eighty two percent are Rotten Tomatoes. It is highly loved yeah, by critics. But, yeah, and fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually was uh, I I was trying to come up with my DJ name today and came up with DJ Own Old White Nerd. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. See, I was like. All right, that's good. And if anybody goes like, "Why own?" It'd be like, "Nah, that lines up. That's that's really good." Yeah, it's perfect. So, um, it, or it should be owned like, but like, elite speeded, so it's PWN. Oh, it's just, uh, podcast of white nerds. I don't know. Podcaster, so, uh, old white nerd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I had um, basically for me. I remember being in Atlanta, going to go see this movie with friends, uh, being in a movie theater completely by ourselves, <laughs> um, which was nice and also kind of signified how many people were going to this movie and how many people actually did go see this movie. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was a lot of talk back then of people just like, oh, sweet, that Scott Pilgrim movie. I'll torrent it. <laughs> so um, uh, I remember seeing this in a movie and like with 
like we, we was like a fairly large group of people, and the other group of people in the theater who weren't quite there, like a drunk man pulled out a knife. <laughs> what? And then they all kind of stood up and stared at him, and he kind of like sheepishly like left. <laughs> I, I came for the knife fight. Was this not where the knife fight I was? I see you played knifey spoony before. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't, they told me about that later, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And they were like, they were sitting on like, the, like, like a row or so down or something, so that was weird. But I saw this in theater, I think this, I, I also seem to remember it being pretty empty. I think the, uh, the guy with the knife took the, uh, versus the world part a little bit yeah, too yeah, literally yeah. then. <laughs> this is, this is the fighting time, right? So, right, for, time for a fight! I brought a knife to fight the world, what? Oh, nobody, nobody else did? Well, now this feels weird. No, I'm just going to get out of here. Go fight I, the yeah. world my own way. Also, why am I a Brit? This is yeah. very odd. He's some sort of, like, <laughs> na- some sort of, like, Dickensian street robber. I was thinking that he's, this like, is, a space orc. We're in, <laughs> we're in Toronto. This isn't a right accent. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so that was a weird one. But, yeah, I also remember seeing, seeing to see this in, like, an empty theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So I had seen it. You had seen it, Martin. I have not seen. Oh, this so yet. this was another Martin hasn't seen it. We mm-hmm. might as well just start this. Call this podcast. Martin hasn't seen it. The show. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> Where we just show you all the stuff that we've seen that you've invariably never have. And you know what? That has to do with the fact that my parents never taught me the importance of good film. Well, but this is well, also... I didn't let you watch this movie. This movie is recent in the fact that it's 2010. Like, yes. this isn't... This was eight years ago. Also, I look, I, I want to say that, like, I have joked about this. It's it's not a bad movie. I think context has done uh, bad things for this movie. Yes. This mm. movie, like, I, I, I was talking about this... We were talking about this before the show, and, like, I think this is going to be my logline for this movie is, I feel weird saying that this movie is dated because it's only 10 years old, but it's very dated. Well, I think it's dated. I think that it um, it suffers in several places because of how it had to be adapted. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this this I was saying this movie is is stuck in the problem of like it is a like slobbering tribute to kind of like this very weird nebulous like nerd culture. But this is clearly made in a pre-2014 world. But I feel that in accordance to some of the other stuff that we thought that we saw that was of nerd culture that has not held up. This has <laughs> held up the best. We're yes. looking at you, mall rats. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> this was thing, like, I didn't I didn't hate this movie. And it's more one of those things where it's like it's got good parts to it. It's got very snappy and funny parts to it. But it's like. As a whole, it like it kind of shakes itself apart. Now, this is the part where I disagree at least a little bit because I think that there, yes, there are some some design choices, some elements of the film that do feel a little bit dated, especially around the kind of like gamer stuff and even to the music stuff. But overall, I think that the kind of like setup and then the cinematography and the way in which you kind of integrated uh, some of the. Uh, some of the 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 ideas into like like cultural ideas into the film still keep well to this day and are resonant for people, especially around kind of like relationships. Yeah, I, I think that there's also like one uh, similar. The reason that I chose this when you chose Speed Racer, I went, oh, well, the one I want to go yes. with it is Scott Pilgrim because they have they are so similar in just the way that they look. They're both like they're both um, adaptations of a comic. They're both like 
way overproduced and they're a very niche audience. Yes. As a result, mm-hmm. I think they suffered financially uh, and critically for it. Yeah. So Edgar Wright was the producer on this one who uh, did all of the, uh, uh, what were they, the um, the entire trilogy with, oh God, I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to feel dumb because I know exactly what I want to say, but, uh, but the can't. three flavors. He did the three flavors oh, oh, trilogy. Right, right, right. So, so. He, has, he has comedy chops, to be yeah. sure. Because, three, because Hot Fuzz is a pure delight. Yes. So mm-hmm. just so you know, that three flavors being Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, End of the World. Yeah. 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 Which I still haven't seen, but I'm told it's good. It's a, yeah, it's fine. I yeah. think it's, um, let's see. Yeah, I think I would put, I'd be interested to see how Shaun of the Dead stacks up still. I, see, I saw it not that long ago. I remember it being like, that's yeah, still good. It's clearly like Hot Fuzz definitely is the, the, the most refined one, I think. I I really want to watch Hot Fuzz again. So good, so good. I saw that movie totally cold. Like friends, like we're gonna go watch this movie. Uh, okay, and I had zero idea what it was about. <laughs> so all of the turns in that movie, which you would totally see coming if you'd seen Shaun of the Dead, I was like, wait, what? This <laughs> is weird. Yeah, when it when it became a like cop like shoot 'em up movie, I was like, this is a weird movie, but it's really funny. Um. So Ugh. yeah. Um. So I just think that there's a lot of stuff a lot of charm to this movie mm-hmm. myself uh, there is there's other parts that are, are like uh, this this movie has a significant like ratio of charming to creepiness scenes in it yeah All I'm gonna say is Toronto, just hard indie rock. Yeah, Come on. I, I, yeah. this is this is Canadian butt rock at its finest. <laughs> so good, so good. I'm just I'm feeling the feeling the grunge, I'm feeling the punk, I'm feeling the rock. It's all there. Yeah, it's, it, it's all of that and nothing else, and also nothing at all. <laughs> it, it, it's like a scream in the dark that just like is ah. All right, there. How you like that? It's, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. The, uh, even I don't if, know what this captured, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah, but even even the way in which it kind of appears in the film, sometimes it's like almost as part of like cutaway gags where they do it, or even as part of like concerts. But we'll get into that once we talk about. Yeah, that. I, I like how the lyrics are like just totally meaningless. Oh yeah, right. God, there's, yes, it's just garbage. On, on, yeah. on very, for, I, I know part on there's, purpose. But. There's no attempt to really make them come too clearly. No, all all the all the lyrics are complete garbage. Yeah. Um. All right. So Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is a 2010 comedy film co-written and produced and directed by Edgar Wright, based on the comic series Scott Pilgrim by Scott Lee O'Malley. There's Scott's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it stars Michael Sarah. But fucking like <laughs> of sexy De- romantic lead of the decade, Michael Sarah. <laughs> Arrested Development fan too. Uh, as Scott Pilgrim, a slacker musician who must battle the seven evil exes of his newest girlfriend, Ramona. Uh, this is Michael <laughs> this is Michael Sarah in uh, uh, of what I would call twee as fuck. Um, like <laughs> I think it's the best way to describe his his whole thing going on here. Oh God, yeah, he's he's like a he he's like a uh, uh, God fucking what is it? I'll think of it. He's like a Wes Anderson character that escaped and is now like roaming out and doing other movies. He he reminded me of 
of how I was when I was an awkward college freshman, but in a lot of the worst ways. Like if your head looked like a microphone. Exactly. Well, I think that's great because I think that in that case, he embodies what Scott Pilgrim is supposed to be exactly. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> like Canadian. It's got, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there, yeah, you, go. there you go. We, we, we finally identified oh, we what you them. are, Martin. I'm Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right, so the plot for Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, in Toronto, 23-year-old Scott Pilgrim is the bassist in Sex Bomb, a <clears throat> floundering garage band. To the disapproval of his friends, he is dating Nice Chow, a 17-year-old high school student. And everybody, all of his friends go, this is a bad idea, Scott. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Yeah. Super duper weird. <laughs> Scott meets an American. So, um, yeah, all of his friends are just like, why are you doing this? And he's just like, I don't know. It's good. Have, so have you done anything, Scott? No, we've like held, talked and held hands, maybe a hug. But we almost held hands, but she got embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Are you still, is this still get recovering from her? She that will not be named is like, maybe. Yeah. No. So he's already just like, it, it comes across just like a lot of him whining up first. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of, throughout the film. It's a lot of him whining. He's it a, really is. He's a spectacularly unsympathetic main character. <laughs> yeah, I'm I just going to put it up front. I hate him. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I kind of get it, but the whole way of being able to make him relatable. In some way, by just having by having him be dating or dating these seventeen uh, year old knives was just a weird choice. It was a really weird choice. Well, I, yeah, that, we'll we'll get into some some of the reasons of why I think that this is happens in as part of the adaptation. Um, but yeah, uh, even going back to it, I was kind of like, uh, even with uh, one of his friends, I was just like, so have you two done it? And I'm like, dear God, that, this is unfortunate. This is, whoa. <laughs> it's like, hmm. But then again, like the series does have, I mean, especially when you're getting on like later with Ramona, like there definitely are more intimate scenes and stuff like that that right. do happen. Right. Um, and, and don't look at DeviantArt. Um, well, that's why, that's why you get like, you get like a sexy, like leading powerhouse, like Michael Sarah to be the oh, lead yeah, of this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Just total lady killer. Yeah. You just look at him and just go like, oh boy. Do you remember that, do you remember that meme of like Michael Sarah and it's like him like <laughs> daintily stepping from a dock onto a boat and he's wearing like a terrible sweatshirt and like a little cap? Yeah, I'll need to see that. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah actually, on um on Imgur, there is there used to be this user who posted a daily shopped photo of Michael Sarah from some like was in some kind of other scene, and then you would have to try to find the Michael Sarah face in the photo, and it's great. Nice, it's very good. <laughs> Where, uh, where's Waldo for this generation? It pretty much, yeah. So Scott meets an American Amazon delivery girl, Ramona Flowers, having first seen her in a dream and loses interest in knives nearly immediately. Just like, yeah, well, let's talk about, let's talk about, well, we'll talk about female characters. Yes. This is problematic. I'm, I'm not hiding that at all. Oh, use the P word. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, let's see. When Sex Bomb plays at the Battle of the Band, sponsored by record executive G-Man Graves, Scott is attacked by Ramona's ex-boyfriend, Matthew Patel. Scott defeats Patel and learns that in order to date Ramona, he must defeat the remaining six evil exes. So, just to, like, 
to set a little bit more context around Scott's life. So he actually lives more, what I think is like a bunker on the other side of the street. From I think it's like house. a basement. Like yes. a ba- basement, basically. And he has his roommate, which is actually one of the really great. Well, Wallace, yes. is, Wallace, Wallace is, is the a, best character in the movie. So is- great. So great. But just like texting his sister just constantly. Just like, how are you doing that? You're, you've. Yeah, you're like, asleep. There's like a literal scene where he comes in drunk, passes out on the bed, and then there's you get the call, like they get the call from the sister, and Scott's talking to him, and she finds out about the latest drama that's happened. It's like, what? Ow, you're on the bed. And they cut the, over, and he's and still the sleep, but he's, open. Like, he's still texting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think my favorite scene is that is moments before that, just when he bursts through the do- door and goes, "Guess who's drunk?" And Scott goes, "Wallace is," and all he just takes his keys and throws it and hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> It's like, all right, Wallace is here. I like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He, lived this, he lived this like this like a uh, sitcom existence where he's like sharing a house with like four or five other people. No, no, no. It's no, only just sharing the house with Wallace, but they share the bed. That's right. Yeah. And then so always, and Wallace has, has this recurring gags about the film where he always has a new boyfriend yes. that shows up in the bed, and the boyfriends just keep adding into the bed. <laughs> throughout the course of the film because Wallace is somehow able to romance well, every because, guy because he's gay you see yeah absolutely and he, that's, he's, he's very gay he's yes. so gay and that's yeah, that's how it works yes. yeah exactly because Wallace is the gay friend yeah by and the way he's he's able to make the straight guys gay he like he and he's played by is this Macaulay Culkin's brother how's he's he's a Culkin he, he I, I didn't know he was a Culkin oh yes okay he that, is related in some way to Macaulay Culkin and that explains a lot but he's like I think I I think he's the best character and actor in this movie. It's great. Uh I mean you do have I, I shouldn't get cuz he's just about to come up. I mean you do have someone that is very who <clears throat> captains the uh the scene as the, the I'll get to him. Uh Scott breaks up with knives who blames Ramona and swears to win him back. Who, who, who yes. Yeah. Uh Scott defeats Ramona's second second evil ex Hollywood actor and skateboarder Lucas Chris Lee. Evans. Chris Luke Evans, Captain America. America. Kicking the shit out of some Canadians. <laughs> yep. And dying the way that Chris Evans is destined to in a fiery, sexy explosion. Yeah. By grinding a skateboard yeah. off of now, a rail. Like multiple stories of rails. Yes. Do a, <laughs> you do a grindy thingy done that rail? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, there are some genuine, like, really silly, weird jokes in this. Oh, that's the thing. Like, this movie is very snappy, especially yeah. the first part of it. Like, yeah, like the, uh, I think one scene that we had that we kind of went uh, we passed over uh, was him at the uh, at the like um at the party. Yeah. And oh, he yeah. walk and he yeah. walks up the stairs and is like, "Hey, have you seen a girl that looks like this?" And just holds up a picture of like a crudely sketched like Ramona face, and everybody just goes, "Oh, that's Ramona Flowers." Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I also like that his friend of his, who's like the the guy who knows everything. Oh and yeah. That- they pass by him, and he's just like talking to these other people, and like you overhear the snippet of his conversation, and it's just supposed to be like you know the most heady but not heady music discussion. And he's like, he says something. It's like. You see, the first the thing is the first album wasn't as good as the first album, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they can do it another time. He's, they cut by him at some point, another part in the movie, and he's saying something similarly funny, like yeah, he's like this pretentious like uh, like movie film or uh, like music expert. Yeah, and that kind of also speaks a bit to um, just the cinematography and the way the the film was uh, was edited. It's just like it feels. It, it jumps, it does a lot of jumping and it feels a little manic, but you always <laughs> seem to still be in it. 
I, li- I like it. It isn't like it isn't jarring. I like later when they're going to the party and he's just, oh, this party's gonna suck. And it, cuts, it just cuts me and he's just, they're in the party and he's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that, fr- that friend that pretty much has no personality just goes like, sucks. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to use, so, so by the way, the, the, I am the, wikipedia article for this is goes really fast so i'm going to actually refer to the plot summary from the comics that actually mm. covers things a, a little bit better it is pretty close to the comics though it does miss some it changes up a few things it's, it's mm-hmm. like six comics like all condensed into a single movie yes right. which is one of the other problems that i think that this has it condenses what is essentially a year into a week yeah. right so there's it's that's why the pacing also has to be uh, expedited to just integrate everything from the yeah, comics. It's just like we can't play off it. This is different seasons. Yeah. We are already filling the filming this in Toronto now. Yeah. So it snows here, sucker. Um all right. So um I want to kind of go back to the first fight. Matthew Patel, uh they're doing a concert when Patel descends upon the stage and reveals reveals himself as Ramona's first ex. Uh, in which he summons demon hipster chicks. Mm-hmm. And you get the first kind of crazy battle. Thoughts on battle number one, which I think is probably the most drawn out battle of the three, minus maybe the vegan. Oh, God, I love the vegan battle. <laughs> the vegan battle is a good battle. Uh, a good battle. Um, I, I like this one. I think the, the, the part that um, was quite interesting for me was the cutting back between uh, Patel and Ramona, where Ramona was kind of like talking a bit of like why of, of how they broke up. And this is kind of a thing that oh, that happens like. And it's it's interesting that it's all middle school and high school <laughs> for the most part, too. Yeah, they're all just banded together, just like, oh, well, well nobody can have her. It, it's nope. like she has this, like, torrid past, like, history of romances, but it's all in, like, middle school. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they have that. He explodes in the coins when finally defeated. Uh, of course, there's a lot of video gamey like... Yeah, like, po- like but points. Like, and but it's, like, old boss shit. Level. That's, what's the, that's what gets me about this. It's retro. It is kind of retro. And, but I mean, even, like, even in the beginning, when he's when he's trying to romance Ramona, he does this, lo- this uh, long, drawn-out bit about Pac-Man and the origin of Pac-Man. Well, <laughs> there's actually, like, the, the Pac-Man thing happens several times. As a matter of fact, there's that point yeah. when... Early in the scene where uh, he is trying to figure out, like, um, somebody are, are asking him about knives. Yeah. And there's that wheel that spins. Yeah. And one of the things is, <laughs> say, the Pac-Man thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. one of his go-tos. Yeah, it, it is. One, it is. It, it just lands up. Like, I have to pee. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just, I, like, I do like later. It's like, were you the Pac-Man guy? No. No. no, no other no, total no, ass. No. <laughs> um. So yeah, fights turn a handful of coins. They then decide to be a couple, um, and then Scott agrees to fight the other e- evil exes. Um, they mention a Gideon guy. Yep, and then that moves on. Uh, let's see. So going to go here. That's part of the comic that got cut out. So we'll go here. Um, so we have the second ex ex that we mentioned, which was Lucas Lee. They have the fight with all the stunt devils. They get just get to see Lucas Lee and different versions of Lucas Lee just punch the crap out of Scott. And yep. this is actually this, and this is Chris Evans before Captain America. Yep, yep. So before he was big, before yeah, very much. And this, matter of fact, the uh, producer of uh, of this sent a lot of like for the guy for um, Chris Evans's birthday created a whole bunch of like new like action movie poser, posters for him. 
based off of his Scott Pilgrim character. Oh, that's great. So that's you can funny. go check that on Twitter. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, and one of the one of the highlights for the fight for me was when um he split out into his like stunt doubles and all the stunt doubles. He was fighting all the stunt doubles and then all the stunt doubles. Um, he like beats them off, but then one knocks him over and they all start kicking him. And then he uh, Lucas goes out and grabs coffee. <laughs> I did like he's like he's good, isn't he? Sometimes let him do the wide shots. We go get blazed by Winnie. There, there actually is in the comic. There's an interesting point where like they have their fight, and at some point, like Scott and him just stop and just have a chat, and they're just like, "Oh, sorry, I just got to beat you up," and you know, it's just the rule. He's like, well, "Could you, you know, grind down those boards?" And like, "Yeah, sure," <laughs> eats it. <laughs> Uh, all right, then after that, we're going to, we have a, a meeting. So, again, this IMDb misses out the fact that we have, um, we have the return of Scott's ex. <gasps> the big one. The big one. Another, Her. The lead singer of another, of another like, butt rock, That's... like, alternate, like, you know, like, early to mid-aughts, like, alternative band. Yep, that sold out and got big, signed a record label. What, yes. what would you describe the music, like the genre of music that is in this movie? Isn't this like it's kind of garbage like a, rock? It, yeah, it's, it's like garbage but, garage, garbage yes. rock, butt rock. Yeah, it's it's very just like it's just distortion. It's all yeah. stuff that would be played on like Live 105 when we were in high school, something like that. Yeah. Actually, to give you an idea of how proficient the actual guitarists are, um, not at the, all. Well, oh yeah, there was a fun tidbit about this. Yeah, uh, the actual other members of Sex Bomb took like a four week course on how to actually like play their instruments. Yeah, and they were learning from scratch basically. Yeah, from absolute zero. Except for uh for John Cena. Or not John Cena. John sorry. Cena. <laughs> 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 uh, except for Michael Sarah. Not Very to be not John Cena at all. <laughs> Little known fact, the, the Rock off- was actually one of the last boyfriends of Ramona. Yeah, so Michael Sarah. Uh God, if only that would be, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be, hey. <laughs> If you smell what I'm cooking, um, but um, the Michael Sarah does know how to bass, so he had to pretend to be shitty. Mm-hmm. So, of course, of course, he did. Yep. yep. Um, so uh, basically, Envy Adams then contacts and says, "Hey, uh, Sex Bomb is going to play for Clash at Demon Head," and Scott's like, "Oh, it's the X. No, his ex has cattily invited his shitty garage band to open for their big." popular band yes and ben scott is having problems with it because well it's he still has issues with uh with envy adams because they never explain why this total dorcas is like he previously went out with this one yeah obviously something in the comic but Mm yeah um basically in the comic she was just a regular like regular plain jane plain jane ended up like making this persona, the persona kind of became her. And, you know, then she went off and got a, a, a actual record deal and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the con- persona kind of consumed her. Yeah. Oh. So, um, <clears throat> so let's see MB's band. So then we, there's the night when the clash at demon hand performs as the venue clears out. Envy invites Scott and his friends backstage disgusted by Envy's new persona. Scott blames Todd for changing her and tries to attack him, but is stopped by Todd's psychic vegan powers. <laughs> <laughs> he to- I, I like, I like the guy cause he talks, he talks like uh, Derek Zoolander. <laughs> cool. So all the powers are for me. Being- <laughs> and then we have a giant base battle fight. Yep. <clears throat> so they do their base battling. Turns out Scott, not that good at the base. Nope. Nope. So he gets beaten. Um, you know, 
it's just like, sorry, Todd, you beat me here. You know, have a coffee to celebrate. Let's, take, have, let's have a cappuccino to celebrate. <laughs> and, you know, Todd takes a sip. And then all of a sudden... Well, it was a, there's an important bit here that, that's, uh, that before we go into that reveal is that he can, Todd can read minds. So he was able to use psychic power. Yeah, he's able to basically vegan. predict all of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, Scott I read, your, moves. I read your brainwaves. You put, you put half and half in one and soy milk in the other. I'll take the one with soy milk. Exactly. And he's like, yeah, well, I, I thought really hard about putting soy milk in it, but I actually put half and half in both of them. <laughs> and by that, he's able to trick Todd into drinking the one with. Happen yeah, the, and then the, the vegan police show. And then up. vegan police. We're pretty. Oh, they're they're pretty funny. Which oh God, which seems great. like that they actually have a pretty big rap sheet on them. Yeah. Because not only did he drink half and half, it's like it's like one like I get more than one a strike, right? Three strikes. But he's already had pesto chicken. <sighs> and like, then yeah, what he says it's like he says something else, and then he's like, and this night you co- you can you partook of a plate of chicken parmesan. Oh, parmesan. Sorry, chicken's not vegan. <laughs> yeah, and then there's just like, uh, what about I uh, had just said some gelato, gelato is milk and eggs, eggs bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, gets his power stripped away, and then is promptly headbutted by Scott and turns into coins. Yeah, and also gets an extra life. Yeah, hooray! Yay! Um, to that point, we go ahead and move on. Let's see, move over here. Uh, MV Adams tricking and drinking dairy. Uh, let's see. Oh, actually, let's see. I think Roxy. He defeats the fourth X, Roxy Richter. Mm-hmm. Uh, during you know because Ramona had a sexy phase. Yep. You know that's how uh, we how we talk about lesbianism is just saying you had a sexy phase. Well, and the only way the only one for only only another girl can fight her, and well, then well Scott has and this this applies to the comics. Scott has a thing where he does not fight females. Actually, in one of the uh. Uh, this happens again during um, the free comic book day. Scott is just like, is getting attacked by a female. Um, I think it was, what was it? I think it was something where it was like the, the anthropomorphic, like one of Ramona's like pets just kind of like, it's like, Oh yeah, I love this. It's like my pet growing up and it turned into like something that Scott had to fight. And he's like, no, it's a, it's a chick. I'm not going to hit her. And she, he's like, Oh fine. And she just gets behind him and grabs his fists, you know, just forces <laughs> them to punch. <laughs> just like here, let just, I'll just make you do it. Yeah. So in this case, out of nowhere, like up until this point, Ramona has done basically nothing. Yes. She's okay. like a, she's like a nothing character. Yeah. So this movie is all about like, is all about like nerdy dudes fighting over their dream girlfriend. Yeah, so he's just, yeah, just doing that. Well, and of course, the only way to defeat the lesbian character in the movie is to make her come. <laughs> so, because this movie is cool, and this is how we do, and this is how we do uh, in 2010. Yeah, it's it's so not it's not great. No, yeah. it's not great. No, not at all. No. Um, she, is, she gets killed with a sword in the normal version. It's much better. Yeah. But um, we got to get that. We got to get that joke in, guys. Yeah. Because we know our audience. Because yeah. lesbians. Lesbians. Um. The, like, she has a crazy whip sword, like, but th- this is the point where the movie seems like it's just like, oh, shit, we have how many people we got to get through? Oh, man, we got to go, all right, let's get the, let's get these done quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're starting to pick up speed, and yeah, this is just like, oh, yeah, there's her. All right, uh, touch her in the back of the knee. Ah! All right, she's dead for some reason. That did it. All right, neat. Like, yeah, I agree. It's not clean or well done. Um, so uh, Scott then becomes upset about Ramona's dating history now for some reason. Because that's 
because that's because he's a cool guy and thus is totally obsessed with this and not like yep. not like something a crazy weirdo would obsess over. And because of this, Ramona then breaks up with him at the uh, Battle of the Bands. Sex Bomb defeats Ramona's fifth and sixth exes, who were Kyle and Ken Katiyagi, uh, earning Scott an extra life at this point. And he actually earns that life later uh, or earlier, as I said, with the vegan um, in the comics. Mm -hmm. uh, Ramona gets back with her seventh evil ex, Gideon, a.k.a. G-Man Graves. Sex Bomb accepts Gideon's record deal, except Scott, who leads who leaves the band in protest. I, I will say this is the one reference, like, like this, here's a nerd reference, to like, okay, this is really diving deep, but, like, it's implied that he has a way of controlling Ramona, and it's, it's he's got, like, a, an evil ring, and over he, it plays a certain sound whenever he, whenever he, like, fiddles with it, and that is the, uh, that's the mind control ring that Ming the Merciless has in Flash Gordon. Nice! It's wow. The same, it's the same sound effect and everything, so. That's awesome. Yeah. That's actually a really good dig. I like we're that. Gonna, we're gonna totally do that movie. <laughs> oh, Sure. Oh, we got to do that in Flash Gordon. No, that's, what, that's yep. what I mean. We're going to do Flash Gordon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gideon invites Scott to his venue, the Chaos Theater, where Sex Bomb is playing. Resolving to win Ramona back, Scott challenges Gideon to a fight for her affections, earning the power of love sword. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what love's about. Knives then interrupts the battle, attacking Ramona, and Scott is forced to reveal that he cheated on both of them. Because <gasps> she's his evil ex-girlfriend. Yes. That's how it works in this movie. Yep. Uh, Gideon then kills Scott, and Ramona visits him in limbo to reveal that Gideon had implanted her with a mind control device. Woo, 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 woo. Scott then uses his one up and re enters the chaos theater. Uh, things go back from an earlier state, so he then makes peace with the other people, uh, making sure that he makes peace with his friends, and then challenges Gideon again, this time for himself, not just out of love. This, he gains the power of self respect and then disarms Gideon. He apologizes to Ramona and Knives for cheating on them, and Scott and Knives join forces to defeat Gideon. 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 Free from Gideon's control, Ramona prepares to leave. Knives accepts that her relationship with Scott is over, and at her encouragement, he leaves with Ramona. Aww. End movie with the skyline of Toronto and more indie garage rock. And that's Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, yep. that, that was indeed a run through of the plot. That was that was very um, very thorough. Thank you. So <clears throat> there's problems with this movie. I will not deny it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it said tw the year of our Lord 2018. There's the things that have happened. In Tayul, yep. 2018. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's um, you know, there are definitely. Ramona doesn't do much beyond that one battle with her female ex, yeah. where she pulls out a hammer because females wield hammers. Because she's just yep. a... Yeah. Um, also, as said, this movie is taking a year's worth of character development and smashing it down to a week. So there's a lot of stuff where you miss out on some of the details of like, hey, what's Scott's and Kim's like history? Because they've got history. They talk about it and yeah. it's obvious that it's there, but it's just kind of glossed over. Yeah. So yeah. If anything, it's kind of used as almost like a just bad side gag. Yeah. I, yeah, it seems to me it's like ever like all of these really, these previous relationships that Scott has had, like everyone else seems to be just still obsessed with it. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of dysfunctional, like, dysfunctional like people being portrayed as like antagonists yeah yeah 
I mean, there was even a scene earlier with uh, with the uh, third ex Todd where he actually slaps um, slaps knives, right the knives, and all the highlights leave her hair. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like you slap the highlights out of her hair. Yeah. Yeah, because knives got highlights because she wanted to look cool for Scott because Ramona had highlights. Yeah, and of course, or a full dye. Really yeah, long. and of course he's able to slap uh, to slap a uh, a girl because he's a rock star and he can get away with it. And I'm like, mm. yeah, this movie. A lot has happened in the eight years since this movie came out. Yep. Mostly yep. just a lot of people thinking like, ooh, you know that probably you know, that probably was not cool at all. Like how we did things back then. Nope. In movies, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. There, there's i still i think i'm gonna say and i think i heard from you guys saying it's still an enjoyable movie yes warts yeah. and all that's yeah. the thing that's weird about it is like i i like i was not bored watching the movie i enjoy there, like, there are genuinely funny and interesting parts in it but it's just one of those things where it's like i think for me just the fact that it like the the this the, the as i said the like the kind of it's oh it's this homage to like geek culture and like that at this point like really kind of grates on me and it's kind of it's otherwise it's like otherwise the writing is very snappy and a lot of the, the performances are very good yeah and the some of the jokes are really well written and there's just great um great action sequences and the graphics especially for all of like the introducing people the points the 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 end with a pixelated sword yeah just uh, pixelated sword is really cool yeah i guess <laughs> i i was also like at the very least i think the the fight scenes were not too gratuitous in terms of their length, mm-hmm. so that was that was nice. I think the only the first one was a little like, ah, okay. yeah, the first one did go on a bit, yeah, but otherwise, no, it was good, and I I was I was entertained. And granted, I will say that where the fifth, where the first fight scene may go on for like a long period of time, some of those later those later ones go on like these are the exes. they're dead, they're yeah. dead, they're just dead, yeah, like the the one where they fight the uh, the. The two DJ guys like <laughs> that. It feels like they were on screen for forty seconds before yeah, they, death. They, yeah. I think that a lot of that was filmed and then cut out. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, um, so my feelings, I, I I agree with like the 2018. There's problems with just you know the way Ramona is treated and the fact that you know things are paced differently in the books, and that's because of time and how they can delve into the characters and what they can do with them. And I think that's part of that is one, the time it was filmed in, and two, just the fact that they had to cut everything down into the short period of time. So, uh, so I don't have mm. a good, I don't have a good, like, feel for the comic, but I think, I think the issue would be, like, this movie, this is a movie for, like, nerd dudes, really. I mean, yeah, for, for like, sure. insecure, nerdy, like, 20-somethings. Because even what even when it's, tr- it's trying to be, it's, it's, it thinks it's clever, and it's like, well, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're tweaking a familiar presence, or, you know, a, a familiar premise, it's still like a, it's still like this undeserving like twerp like fighting for his fantasy girlfriend. It's the it's the mall rat situation again. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it really is. It, it, it's 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 approaching and going after the like white nerdy dude yeah. demographic, mm-hmm. um, and it's giving them kind of the it's giving them a lot of the stuff that they would generally want. Oh, here's a character that I identify with that I really associate with. I like video games. I'm either I either have or want a like nerdy kind of punky female I want I want me. like a manic pixie dream girl yeah and I, and I also wa- I also don't see like a direct path through her so I have to come to this like coming of age journey to get there yeah and and you know to better myself down she's the road rude. that it, she's literally the prize at the end of a long like series of 
challenges video game and, levels yeah yeah That's like literally because they're each they're battles they're all like and there's even like boss battles yeah and and they none of this like video gamey stuff starts until she shows up so right that, that's why it's like it feels like i think they wanted it to be like clever but it just it totally does not so mm. I, I think that there's a few things uh, and we kind of talked about this before that this could have worked better if it had more mm. and by more is that you i think you had mentioned before martin it would have worked better as like a series right and well, i think you had mentioned that well in lieu of a series, maybe a trilogy yeah. of films. And I think I, I'm actually kind of coming to that line of thinking because the series, there probably would have been not enough for like a fully flushed out series. But if you were able to have it in the trilogy, that still gives you time to build out the characters, build out the exes, and then kind of uh, actually develop Ramona uh, on other characters a bit more. Yeah. And, and I think in that particular point, like, that goes along with a lot of the comics really well because then you could spend more time in the beginning yeah. explaining all the bandmates, explaining the situation with Scott, explaining that the problem was – I think that they do a bad pr example in the beginning with Scott of just making him seem whiny mm -hmm. when basically what you need to take from it is that Scott is just – He's a 20-something. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's gotten out of a bad relationship that he's kind of more or less just flailing at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all of his friends are concerned, but his friends are watching him do the self-destructive behavior and just kind of being like, Scott, this is not good. But, you know, being the 20-somethings, they're just like, it'll work out. Right, because they have their own baggage to be able to get through before they're even really able to help him. Right. So, and, and I think that speaks to the experience of a lot of twenty-year-olds. Yes, yeah, I think that that's exactly what it is. It's it's it is that slice of life. As as older adults now, we look at it and go like, oh, come on. But I remember back in that period of time, and I'm like, exactly the mall rats generation, Ugh, the, yeah. the entire thing. That is the period of time, that short sliver where it's uh, you're looking for validation. And I think that's what that is. Right. I think it's what it's trying to get at. But I think the movie kind of undermines that by like, oh, and he like he like he he fights his way through and then gets the fantasy girlfriend at the end. Yeah. But I think sure. that that's exactly what that's servicing. I guess. Right. But uh, I mean, yeah, I can kind of see where you're discussed uh, out of out of that is coming from Eric. But I, at the same time, I think. The story that they were trying to tell was something that is a very, um, uh, very deep experience for a lot of you know twenty somethings who are in that period where they have been through. They've either been in a major relationship or they're in that point in their life where something went wrong or where they're in the kind of like an aimless drift state and need something to kind of gravitate and hold on yeah. to. And then that in Scott's case, it's it's this fantasy girl. I guess I'm wondering what what it says about me too that I I, I go back seeing this you know. A little bit older than that that kind yeah. of gener that that kind of era, and saying like, you know what, like, I think I think there are b better messages we could be sending people. Than Definitely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so I'm not I'm not saying that's not that's, that's not something that could be said, but I think that's what this the the premise this film was trying to take. Yes. Its execution could have been done differently, where you would be able to do something different. I still just I just don't still feel I don't feel like there was there was some sort of redemption or I don't, I don't think he really learns anything at the end. Of the I movie. think that it does mm. a bad job at yeah. that too. Absolutely. Of, uh you know, the, in the comic series it seems like so in the end of this he pretty much like I got the power of love. It does squat, but he gets the power of self-respect immediately afterwards and that works. In the like so in the comic he gets the power of love during the fight with the female ex. 
because that is the point where he's actually like, no, I actually really like her. Like, I actually do love her, opposed to anything before. I'm over envy. I'm over all of this. I actually really do care for you. That is the point that that happens. I almost feel like the better way to have done this movie is, I, I like the turn where he actually, he dies and has to use his one up. I think this would have been better if like he got his one up and it started him back at the beginning of the movie and he like, he just, he bypassed the whole thing entirely. Like he knew how to speed run it. Well, is more. It was more just he realized that, like, well, first of all, I think like him, him getting with Ramona at the end was just like, again, I think it's part of why he didn't learn anything. Well, I, I think the better th- idea, I think the better, what realizing like, oh no, like I'm, I'm, this was totally the wrong path for me, and using his one up to like just sidestep that entirely. So kind of, I start back fresh and like from a place of self respect and self love, yes, and then and, go like, from he there. He avoid he avoids going and trying to pursue knives, right. And, Getting into this weird, creepy relationship with Ramona, which she reciprocates for no reason at all. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that like, I think the more clever way to do this would be like he gives the one up, and he, like it's like him waking up from a dream, and it's like he starts him back at the beginning, and he makes a positive change, and his life goes well, in a different. Direction. Well, but then mm. his, if you think about it that way, if he's starting from like day one, is he still going after Ramona? No, no. Okay, so. I think you could even do something like he runs into her and he's just like, oh hi. So it's just a butterfly effect. Right. Yes, I think I think that's a much more like clever movie that has a better message. But like, it doesn't. But it doesn't give the geeky boys what they want. Yeah, well, they don't get them. the dream. They get every, they've gotten everything. It's 2018, and a bunch and like a bunch of them turned into Nazis, and now this is the world we live in. They're all incels because, now. Yeah, they're they're incels and Nazis and Nazi incels. You know, this wouldn't have never happened if we'd gotten Half Life Three in a reasonable time frame. <laughs> That I agree with. That's, 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 that's no joke. Gabe. Thanks, Gaiman. Yeah. All your fault. God damn it. You destroyed the world. You, you fucked so, it up. So, I mean, that that's kind of what you're saying. Like, yeah, I think you just hit on it. It was like, yeah, this is why like, I, I propose my idea is a better movie, whereas that is the movie that was made to be. You know. yeah. I, I think the last point that I'll say that there's uh, an important difference from the comic is nega scott appears in the movie and doesn't really matter i like that i thought just thought that was a funny gag yeah there, there is nega the funny scott. well there yeah there is the evil scott that shows up uh and then if, just at the very end he's just like as they're leaving the evil hangout is just like oh hey you want to grab something you know some stuff later oh yeah sure you know oh, that'd and, be cool yeah. yeah and then just bounces along so nega scott ultimately is He's, he fights Nega Scott, but eventually realizes that he doesn't need to fight him. He needs to accept him because pretty much from the beginning of the entire movie, he's been avoiding the fact that he's shit. Right. Yeah. Like he's been avoiding the fact that he is a horrible person in many points of this movie with knives, with all the people behind him, with how he just kind of like, I want to be Ramona just because she seems different and neat, whatever. Like, you know, the fact that he is just a bad person and by accepting Nega, he is just like, oh, I'm accepting the bad parts of me as well. Yeah. And there's a little point where I feel like I understand that because I definitely had a particular point where I was in a relationship and I kind of was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. You know, I'm kind of do by me, you know, and it's just like you do your thing. I do your thing. But. Then I realized, like, I was doing this and I was doing that and I was doing that. And there was a realization of, like, oh, because I'm doing those things, I'm actually really being an ass. I should stop. And when that happened, it was like, oh, this is so much easier. 
why did I not fucking do this? But it's just one of those things of like, you're a brash, stupid 20 something who's just like, oh, this is the way the world works. I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. We'll meet in the middle. We'll hang out. We'll bang, whatever. Cool. (laughs) And then you start actually being the older, responsible, like mature version of you that is actually looking for, for somebody for more than just like the fact of what they are. And you go like, oh, I'm a dick sometimes. And you undo that. Yeah, there's a there's, yeah. a, there's a good message hidden in a bunch of like nerd schlock in this yes. movie. Yeah, yeah. so I, I still repose my my alternate Scott Pilgrim is. I I I would be interested in seeing that version with Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm evil X number eight. <laughs> oh, he's he's totally Gideon. <laughs> I got a mind control ring. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Unpredictable. <laughs> I'm the devil. <laughs> I made you be with her sister. <laughs> I do want to see Constantine again. Uh, oh, I thought you were the devil's advocate. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're right. Devil's advocate, but also Constantine. Mm. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Just, let's just do all the... Two, e- two Christian supernatural uh, Keanu Reeves movies. Yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. Uh, could we possibly handle that level of sexiness? Uh, can we do another like Christian uh, like uh, movie and just add in Schwarzenegger and do End of Days? Oh, oh God. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, last words on Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I said I said my piece, and and you queued me up pretty good for it. So I I feel satisfied with what I have left for it. Agreed. I, I think despite that, like I it's it it's it's I I wouldn't recommend like don't watch. Uh, not many people would say like definitely don't watch this movie, but go on and watch it. Like prepare, be prepared for like a very dated bit of like nerd schlock that is never the in spite of that is is funny. It's yeah. funny, and I think it's at least fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like. I liked. Um, yeah, like, like Wallace is good. Um, Julie, who's played by Aubrey Plaza, she's really good. Yeah. Who is it that plays um, the drum? What's the drummer's name? Uh, that Kim Pine. Kim yeah. Pine. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, she's like it's just totally deadpan. I, I like her. She gets really good cracks in. Yeah. So. Yeah, but there's, good, there's there's really good performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I actually kind of like Michael Sarex. I liked him in Arrested Development, but. But yeah, yeah, there were there were parts of the film where I enjoyed Michael Sarah's performance more than was, other parts was, of the film. He's like Jack Black. He's good in like very small doses. Yeah, just like just a garnish. So. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't you know? Pick a destiny. It just you know, just like yeah. <laughs> it's a little too, a little too much black. When it, are you sure we don't want to go to some classico? Kickapoo. Are we gonna do the Tenacious D movie? <laughs> Oh man, I got stories about the Tenacious D movie. Oh, you know, the first time that my uh, my in, what would be what the grandparent in laws, whatever you would call them, the first week that they met them, I watched that movie with uh, with Sabrina and them, and I was like, maybe this was the wrong movie to watch with the grandparents of the Wait, girl. What? Yeah, because. Because she wanted to watch it, and I brought it along, and then Kickapoo starts, and I'm like, oh, oh no. shit, I forgot how many times he says fuck during this song. A long as fucking time ago. And it's like, I love that it's actually Dio in that movie. It's, yeah. It's so heartwarming. We're getting, um, it got about, like, 15 minutes in, I was just like, I can just feel their, like, gaze hitting my head, and just, like, <laughs> the conversations a few days later of just like, you know, you should probably date more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. times have changed better people have emerged yeah that's funny all that's right great. um all right that's scott pilgrim 
Yeah, it is. Versus, yeah. versus the world, Scott Pilgrim versus us. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lots of battles. Yeah. Bottom. I all. still think. I, I still don't think Battle of Vans. I don't think that has ever happened. I don't think that's a thing. It's just a fake. No, it's the thing that only happens in movies. Well, no, actually, in our school, my high school had a battle. Of the you bands. had a battle of the bands. We had a battle of bands, and my brother was in a ska band and oh. actually played. At that, uh, at you, that battle of the bands, and, and they I did not win Im- because they were in a ska band. Exactly, I can't even imagine. They were called the Muffin Tops. That's very ska. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I can't even imagine like ska as enough as it is. Like imagine ska like by like an amateur ska band, <laughs> <laughs> like professional ska is like challenging. Like, yeah, amateur it, ska. I would. It would be like you know, like vomiting checker patterns everywhere. <laughs> It's just, just like the trumpet writing, player writing, yeah. writing your your like mo- writing your like moped motor scooter and, <laughs> blah, and you just puke out like a bunch of checkered like vomit. you're just hearing just the bass is just like trumpet's like it's like just the most it really is bad ska seems like it would be vomit inducing oh I did I did like the the terrible the terrible like Got like uh goth goth rock band in this movie. So <laughs> sad. <laughs> oh yeah, there, they, yeah that, that actually is the uh in the comic and yeah they oh, okay. they yeah. have a, they do have a song is like the next song is uh the song kills the audience. What's the, and he's like, this is what, like that asshole won't shut up in the stands. Like Ooh, I love this one. Oh yeah, that was I was Wallace who was uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Off, like, oh, I, I like his heckling. Like, so again, good. he's like the best character in the movie. I love Wallace. Yeah, Wallace is great. And yeah. I, I did I did pull this in our chat, but the um. The shot where they're in the music store, and this very quick cut, but there's just like the guy who's like the Grim Reaper is just in the metal section. But I, I appreciate that. So, well, yeah, there's also good. some weird things like math rock. That's real. Yeah. 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 Oh, there is. Yep. Whoa. It's uh, it's incre- It's unlistenable and it's incredibly pretentious. It's, it's like it's it's for it is for music. This very rare breed of like music geeks who are obsessed with time signatures. Weird. Wow. They love like the, the for them music is better when it's like more complicated and harder to discern. <laughs> All right. God, that sounds like social science academia in a nutshell. It's it's like it, no, literally, it's like it's people who fucking obsessed with time signatures. Oh yeah, I oh, actually geez. watched a few YouTube videos of just like this weird like. Was it something like a thirteenth, like sixteenth, where it was just like one, two, three, yeah, weird syncopated rhythms and just like it's. I've listened to it. I'm like, all right, like, and next. Like, nope, my brain won't handle this. It will not. Yep, let's just put on some Frank Turner instead. God, so good. You're. Do you purchase the ticket? I got the tickets. You're gonna have a good time. Uh, go yeah. Martin, Martin is buying concert tickets in the uh, as we're recording. Yep. This, this is the music themed episode. It, exactly. I mean, you have to. If I can get him to do something on the show, I would be so goddamn pleased. And since I got a radio station, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm just gonna. Ooh. I'm just gonna take my little uh, my card and just be like, hey. I mean, not like I've you know do have credentials for a radio station, and not like he's here three times a week. You know. <laughs> I mean, no, not uh, really. No, 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 no. no. Uh, all right. Well, that takes care of Scott Pilgrim. You can go over to satfriends.com. You can go over to satfriends on Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. I'm going to introduce you to a few friends of mine. Give us your money. You want to know these good friends? They're item crafting. They're Rodea. They're Phoenician. They're Francis. They're Dan and they're Chuck. Woo! They are the nice people over at the Patreon that are giving a little bit of cash each Chuck, week. Chuck and Dan are designated Normcore representatives. 
If you are a part of that crew, jump on the Discord. Tell us what your favorite butt rock is. Yeah, yeah. Post post your favorite butt rock. Uh, your favorite amateur ska. Yep. Uh, um, your your best uh, garage punk. Yeah. yeah. To explain the time that you, I don't know, fought somebody for someone's affection. I don't. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a real person. <laughs> Yes, come up with a fantasy scenario where you assaulted somebody for someone else's effect. <laughs> if you were, if you are, or were super into punk, tell us your most punk moments. Yes, please. The, uh, yeah, the time you, the time you, uh, you did speed and we were up for eighty four hours straight, and then you woke up and Anton Lavey's walk in freezer. Yeah, <laughs> please message that across at our Twitter at Sat Friends Club, and we will be back next week with other stuff that is undetermined at this point, but we will do it because we love you. Uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, the Saturday friends will resume next Saturday till then sleep. Well, everyone say some stuff while I do this. Oh, uh, uh this movie sucks. All right. This movie sucks. No, it didn't. It was good. <laughs> <laughs>